Hi, this is Pastor Louisa from the Rock Community Church. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Our hope and prayer is that you discover more of who Jesus is. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Taylor and we're in James. We're at James 2 today. Let's see if he continues to challenge us in the hard times of life. I'm sure he probably does. Today's um, chapter is titled, The Royal Law of Love Excludes Prejudice. My dear brothers and sisters, fellow believers in the glorious Lord Jesus Christ, how can we say that we have faith in him and yet favour one group of people over others? Suppose an influential man comes into your worship meeting wearing gold rings and expensive clothing, and also a homeless man in shabby clothing comes in. If you show special attention to the rich man in the expensive clothes and say, here's a seat of honour for you right up the front, but you turn and say to the poor beggar dressed in rags, you can stand over here or sit over there on the floor in the back then you've demonstrated gross prejudice amongst yourself and use evil standards of judgment. So listen carefully, my dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in the world's eyes to be those who are rich in faith? And won't they be his heirs of the kingdom realm? He promised to those who love him. But yet you insult and shunt the poor in your efforts to impress the rich. Isn't it the wealthy who exploit you? and drag you into court. Aren't they the very ones who blaspheme the beautiful name of the one that you now belong to? Your calling is to be faithful to the royal law of love, as given to us in the scriptures. You must love and value your neighbor as you love and value yourself. For keeping this law is the noble way to live. But when you show prejudice, you commit sin, and you violate the royal law of love. For the one who attempts to keep all the laws of Moses but fails in just one point has become guilty of breaking the law in every respect. For the same one who will tell us, do not commit adultery, also says, do not murder. Now, if you don't commit adultery but you commit murder, you are still guilty as a lawbreaker. So we must both speak and act in every respect like those who are destined to be treated in the perfect law of liberty. And remember that the judgment is merciless for the ones who judge others without mercy. So by showing mercy, you take dominance over judgment. My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. But someone might object and say one person has faith and the other person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want that there's one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him. Yet they're unchanged. They remain demons. O feeble sons of Adam, 
Do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? And wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his actions cooperated with his faith and by his actions faith found its full expression? So in this way the scripture was fulfilled because Abraham believed God his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. So he became known as the lover of God. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by faith alone, but by his works. And the same is true of the prostitute named Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes by her works. For she received the spies in her home and helped them escape from the city by another route. For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith without expressions of good works is dead. What a zinger to end that on. And let me say, this whole entire verse is full of some zingers. And remember that judgment is merciless for the ones who judge others without mercy. My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it for someone to claim to have faith but demonstrate no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? And you leave them saying, goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup. What good is your faith? So that faith lacks actions and it's phony. So many little zingers today, but powerful, powerful, powerful. Now, I'm not going to stand here and say that works alone pleases God because it's faith and works, but James here is giving a pretty compelling argument that faith alone is kind of useless. You've got to do something with it. And so let that be the challenge for us today, that we would do something with this faith that we have. How about we pray about it? Lord Jesus, we love you, we honour you, and we want to see your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. We're so grateful, God, that we have found this faith and we are so encouraged by our faith and we're driven by our faith. But Lord, I pray that we would be able to put feet and actions, hands and food and and movement into this faith to produce works that ultimately bring you glory and help our ultimate prayer, which is bringing heaven to earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today in our Bible reading plan. Don't miss future episodes. Click follow to subscribe and share with a friend. Have a great day.